0: Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 10th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I will be bringing you a nine-game main slate breakdown of each individual game as we take a look at an, a very enticing card tonight. Uh, after the fiasco known as the Milwaukee Bucks controversy of last night. So for all of our listeners out there and uh, all the DFS players that were burned by some of the shenanigans there with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, tonight we get to uh, take revenge and get that back. So uh, unfortunately, we were on the losing side of all of that craziness as well I mean it it really was bizarre they changed the lineup and then some of the sources screwed up the two Lopez's of which one was actually going to start and which one wasn't and then there was talk that uh, one of the outlets said DiVincenzo was going to play but come off the bench and it was just uh, a comedy of errors and I would assume that the Milwaukee Bucks will get fined uh, because you have to have a solidified lineup 30 minutes before by NBA rules. So it obviously wasn't like, you know, somebody got hurt uh, in warm-ups. It was a full-fledged change of, of direction uh, by the Bucks organization of who they were going to play and basically forfeit the game, if you will, uh, in a way of not playing their main people. So for those of us in the DFS world, it really sucked. Let's just face it. I mean, I don't. I don't think I've seen anything happen that bad uh, for an early game uh, in years. Uh, you know, I know we've had some bad stings throughout the the, the uh, entire DFS world on some of the late games, and then you know you get smoked where you don't have late night swap. But for an early game, the way it all took place and it unfolded, it it was sort of unique to what I've seen before. But I don't really want to talk much about that because it's a bunch of baloney. It's it really ridiculous. But the bottom line is um, our DFS coach talk team is now 15 and five, uh, five coming into today, and I am 65 and 26. So we're taking the L. Uh, gonna move on. It was a light night anyway. Crappy little slate, and then Milwaukee made it even worse. So tonight is completely different we've got a full nine game uh, package out here by the NBA that is fantastic you've got late games, uh, mid mid games in this evening and then three late games so it should be fantastic card and definitely some good con- contests out there in the industry that we want to jump in and uh, also take advantage of so great stuff. Um, I do have a big announcement too. I'm, I'm really excited uh, about that. I want to share with all of our community and the listeners out there because it's, uh, you know, we, we launched DFS Coach Talk just, you know, two and a half weeks is all we've been doing this. And, you know, the 15 and five record, 75% winning percentage, I think uh, we'll take that for the, the duration. And again, I know it's a small sample size, but my 65 and 25 uh, personal NBA record for the season that started at, at the beginning of preseason actually uh, it was a couple of slates of FIBA in there as well and then the preseason and on through the regular season you know we're we have a great foundation here uh, and there's also seven uh, pros that we have uh, that that cover basketball baseball and football so We all uh, work together to put out winning lineups for our members and for our community, and uh, we're very proud of that. So we just announced uh, new pricing uh, that we're going, how we're going to do things going forward. I want to start off the show briefly, just mentioning that, uh, and then we'll just jump right into the action. But first of all, you can find us at dfscoachtalk.com. You can follow us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk, and. right now, what we're going to do is, you know, we're offering NBA, Major League Baseball, and, and National Football League, all three all encompassed in our pricing. So you, it is a complete package. So those of you that, you know, don't have to worry about paying big dollars for one sport, it overlaps with the other sport, and you got to pay dollars for that. We just decided, you know, we want to grow this uh, organically, and we want our members uh, to be happy with the entire process and it makes it so much easier and cleaner doing it this way so what we're going to do is it's only 25 dollars for a weekly pass uh, and it's our gold premium pass and a monthly gold premium pass is 75 and a yearly gold premium pass is 750 and that includes everything nba mlb and nfl it also includes uh, full lineups for DraftKings and FanDuel. We're only one of the only providers out there that offer that. We do podcasts seven days a week like you're listening to right now. Uh, and Yes, they're uh, free and they will remain free out there, but we do gear these towards what our members are asking for, what their questions and suggestions are. So, you know, by becoming a member, you also get to really influence what we're doing from the podcast standpoint and offering out there, uh, you know, across all the different places podcasts can be found. Our Discord's amazing, you know, it's a 24 7 chat uh, community within uh, our organization of Coach Talk, and just a lot of great minds in there. Super uh, chat and talk going on, and tons of information being shared. Our pros are constantly in there as well. Uh, you'll get projections and rankings every day, value plays, and also fade candidates. We have different spots on Discord. You can uh, check all of those out. Um, we're also going to have a DFS Coach Talk Player Guide that I am going to produce along with my man Michael Apatria and also Andrew Hansen uh, that's going to talk about everything from. It's already produced. We're just putting the final touches on it, but it talks about you know contest selection, bankroll management, the different difference in uh, sites that you can play. So it, it, we've tried to make it uh, work so that if it's somebody new to DFS, it's a great tool. If it's somebody that's been doing DFS for a while and looking to sharpen, it helps. And also for the the pros out there, it just you know throws a few things in there that. Uh, maybe stuff that that can be utilized to help you even go to another level so excited about that. Uh, we also have a GPP tournament strategy and guidelines that will post different uh, things each day in that spot uh, in Discord and along with our daily expert picks for each sport which will be uh, done with some of our pros that represent us in uh, NBA, MLB, and NFL. And then also uh, this is going to be by request for any of our members that happen to love the NHL or PGA, we will put out some bonus lineups. There's a couple of us that that play PGA every weekend, me being one of them. I love playing PGA. Uh, and there are some of our folks that are really good NHL pros as well. Brett uh being one of them and we will provide uh members lines we're not going to do uh much content on either one of those well not really other than you know posting a a little note here and there but we will provide lineups if you want to get something to uh compare to in nhl and pga and for pga it's easy you know we'll be posting that stuff on wednesday nights generally for those that, that tournament coming up that weekend so, that's what I wanted to let everybody know. It was important. I wanted to share it because, you know, we've, we have uh, we have launched this and really taken off. We're getting a lot of uh, listeners uh, to the podcast. We're getting members joining every day, and we're so thankful for that, and we just want to jump on it and grow it. You know, we wanted to price it super fair, and we wanted to price it where you didn't have to worry about shifting sport to sport, so... Uh, I'd love to, you know, get any responses from any of you out there. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, please, you know, share your thoughts and, you know, come in, give us a try. Um, even if it's, you know, just for a week to see what uh, we all do in there. And I think you'll see a passion and a good vibe and a, uh, just a really good uh, culture. Uh, and that's how we built this company and in uh, just, a, you know, a time frame of, how we're going to build it going forward also. So uh, we'd love to have you in there. All right, we want to dive into this action uh, because nine games is nine games. So first game of the... Uh, oh, before I do that, I almost I did it yesterday and I almost did it today. We have to start with the injury news and player news because it's massive and it's extremely important every day. But today it's even more bizarre because uh... we have some uh... names that you will not believe it sounds like uh... half of the all-star uh... team is in here so let's go through the uh... injuries and player news that's current up and up to the moment and uh... then i will uh... will go through the nine games so we have Isaac bonga isaac bonga from washington uh, not a good play anyway but he's questionable doug mcdermott's out uh, Kellen Martin from Minnesota out, Cam Johnson out, Tristan Thompson and Darius Garland from Cleveland both out, Draymond Green remains out, I don't know for what, but he's still out, Uh, probable players are Alex Caruso and Anthony Davis from the Lakers, but LeBron James with a sore left groin muscle is questionable, 50-50, big news to follow, Here's another one, DeAndre Ayton questionable, 50-50. Um, he's missed the last two games with an ankle sprain, so we got to watch that one closely. Marco Bellinelli is back, but Lonnie Walker is questionable. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, doubtful. Uh, based on what I read here, it does not look like he will play in this game. Uh, Ryan Archidiakono is questionable. All right, Angez Pashasniks from the... Um, uh Washington uh, Wizards is questionable. So we had Archidiakono and Pasekniks back-to-back. So that's pretty good. A lot of Scrabble points on those guys. Um, but he is questionable. Ben McElmore, uh, questionable. Dennis Smith Jr., questionable. Jerome Robinson, questionable. And again, you know, I, Napier was my secret squirrel the other day, and he had a 51.6, but that was because Jerome Wat- Robinson was out. And didn't scoop any of his usage and he's 50-50 so we really got to watch that one it affects everything there the the bummer news with DeJount, Dejounte Murray I think he's such a fun young player to watch uh, he suffered a, a pretty severe strained calf and and no timetable to return so he's going to be out for quite some time Eric Gordon who seems to be questionable every game is questionable again Victor Oladipo questionable how about this one Luka Doncic Questionable. So we're we're talking about some big dogs here, but uh, he's got that sprained right wrist, so we're not going to probably know for for a little while yet uh, what the situation is there. The big man for Boston, Robert Williams, is probable. Uh, Willie Cauley Stein and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist in the All-Dash team names are both out for the Mavericks. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, who missed the last game, is questionable. And the Mavericks are also going to be missing Seth Curry. Again, he is out with a badly sprained ankle. And then two other guys that are out. One is p- very substantial. Zach Levine for the Bulls will not play. Uh, so, you know, it's I get to stay on my Kobe White bandwagon. And Garrett Temple's the last guy on the list, and he is out against the Los Angeles Lakers, and they could use his defense. So how about that, man? We got so much to consider here and a lot of games, but this is where I thrive. I don't like those little three gamers like yesterday where everybody's got 92% of one guy, and it just gets... This is going to be something that's going to take a lot of work got to really follow the process today listen to the pod follow all this tons of news throughout the day on twitter you can also follow the other two nba pros at micah patria m-i-k-e-a-p-o-t-r-i-a and andrew is at language olympic you can follow those two and myself or you can just follow our at dfs coach talk because everything i post on my uh my coach uh, Twitter, I also post there. And so does some of our other pros uh, at uh, DFS Coach Talk. So follow all that news. And then, you know, last night proves, I mean, that's the proof right there that I've been talking about all year. If you don't hunker down and just glue your eyeballs to either your phone or laptop or computer, wherever you're putting your lineups in, you can get stung at the last minute. And, you know, the thing that made it worse last night, yeah, they came out uh, before lock with some of those changes, but then there was a bunch of misinformation and communication gaffes uh, with some of the information that came out after that. So that's what created a lot of the, the, the people going nuts there. But for uh, a lot of people that were watching very closely, you were able to to get some of those Middletons and such out of your lineup. And you know, if if you were stuck with some of those guys in there, uh, you know you're DOA. Um, you know you you can't uh, you can't change them out. Now on the late swaps, you certainly can, and uh, it worked out uh, that way for some people. That, that that was a good thing. But you know, um, we really promote FanDuel and DraftKings here. So uh, you know, I I personally have enjoyed uh, both of them a lot this year, but. As you know, FanDuel uh, does not allow late swap and DraftKings does. And if you play the other two sites, which I often do as well, Fantasy Draft uh, does not and Yahoo! does. So just to give everybody a heads up there. Okay, let's go through the nine games, talk a little bit about them. And then, you know, uh, as always, but magnified by 10 today, we can't dig super deep because until we know about these main guys that are playing or not playing that are questionable like the lucas of the world you really can't over uh... you know prepare you can put you know put together hopefully from this show a uh, a nice holder lineup but it's gonna shift and it's not just like you know And this is another thing that some people make a mistake about and a lot of it's just time issue i mean for depending on which time zone you're in you could be just getting off work or just home from work and you're trying to change your lineup to update it and it's easy to swap one guy for one guy let's you know like if in scenarios where pe- you know people would take out Luca put in Trey Young i mean not just as an example Trey's not playing tonight but um, and and that's fine but what what you're not doing there is there's always a domino effect if Luca sits and we know those other Mavericks guys are out you got to play porzingis I mean, he's just almost a, a lock and load. So then yet means you got to take somebody else out and then it's going to switch the pricing. So again, my point is there's a domino effect and sometimes you only have 5 minutes or 10 minutes if those changes happen very late uh to do that. So you got to be on top of it. You have to have your screens called up with the holder liner lineup up in there with the majority of the guys you're going to use. And then you have to be ready to pivot. And, you know, if you're a member at DFS Coach Talk, the big plus is, you know, all the the pros, the three NBA pros in right now are going to be watching this right until lock happens. And we're going to be posting and changing lineups and doing everything right on there uh, to really help the process. But, you know, it never hurts to have everybody having their eyeballs on it so that, uh, you know, they don't miss it. Because again, it, it can make or break an entire night. And uh, you know, I don't want you, you know, uh, dead on arrival before uh, you even have a chance to to uh, have a run at it. So, okay, Boston Celtics at the Indiana Pacers, it's a seven o'clock game. The Celtics are a three point favorite. It's only a two fourteen and a half uh, total, which is the lowest of all nine games the implied total for Boston is 109, and the Pacers, it's 106. So, obviously, with such a low total, certainly not a game to target. Uh, Yes, both teams have some studs that you can definitely consider. Uh, I wouldn't recommend on such a a slate with some big, big over-unders to uh, load up much here, but, you know, we know... uh, Kemba Walker's minutes are, are increasing since he came back. Uh, Jason Tatum's been playing at an all-star level. Uh, Marcus Smart has consistently gotten minutes and produced. So you got to keep an eye uh, out for those guys on the Pacers side. You know, Sabonis is just tough, man. It's flat out, he's tough. Boston is not great against centers. Um, you know, when Canner's in there in his rotation. Uh, I think Sabonis will eat him alive, but, uh, you know, they'll try to switch a few other people on Sabonis, but I think he's the best play in this game. I think that he is probably the guy that uh, you want to focus on the most, but, uh, uh, other than that, you know, it's just, it's hard, to, you, you know, to pay up for some of these guys, you know, since Brogdon's gone, we're seeing a lift in Justin and Aaron today Uh, TJ McConnell's been steady, but, you know, uh, really it seems like a lot of that usage is is going to TJ Warren actually even though it's a different position so i think it's all shuffling out still uh, the, with the fact that they've lost brogdon for quite some time uh he's he may be out for the rest of the regular season so um you know i'm not willing to really roll the dice much in this game strictly cuz of the pace and the strong defense uh, you know, so I think you can look at a couple of Celtics to consider them and really Sabonis seems to be the prize on the pacer side. Second game, also a 7 p.m. Eastern game, the New York Knicks at the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are a four and a half point favorite, and the total is a respectable two twenty-eight and a half. The Wizards a 116 and a half implied. The Knicks 112. Uh, You know, the Wizards and Bradley Beal has to be one of the guys that, you know, you look at as a possible pillar here. Uh, The Knicks do not play good defense, but the downside is they do play slow. So, you know, Beal should have his way with the Knicks. They don't really have anybody that can guard him. I think that, uh, you know, when he's been seeing increased minutes and usage through the roof, um, he was one of the guys I had predicted uh, was the guy I predicted at the beginning of the year uh, to possibly have the highest usage, um, even you know with the Hardens and some of the guys out there. And he is in the top five, and but is uh, continued to rise up there. And he probably will do that again in this game. So I know his price is is silly high, but you know it's one of those where do you really want to? Not have the guy that drops 65 or 70 fantasy points, DFS points. uh, And then you got to catch up with some other people. So he's going to be high on my list. Um, It is a monster pace up game against a horrible defensive team for the Knicks. Uh, But, you know, where do you reach out to with the Knicks? I mean, I can see somebody making a case for Elf. Uh, Peyton certainly is an option. Um, I'm not quite in the R.J. Barrett, uh, you know, group yet, uh, but I do think Julius Randle's tempting. Um, you know, he's this is the kind of game that he has a tendency to really want the ball and put up a lot of shots, and uh, with this pace, could could really do well. His price isn't as bad as it was, so he deserves some consideration. Um, you know, if you want to try to roll the dice on a Mitchell Robinson game he is back and playing, you know, you never know when he's going to throw up six, seven blocks in a game and get minutes and stay out of foul trouble. Um, I think he is a viable option, uh, for sure. Um, if, if, for that position, but again, to take up your center spot with just him on such, you know, with 18 teams playing is, is, is such a, uh, little bit of a, uh, stretch. So I'm not sure if I would go that route, but, uh, as far as the secondary guys for the Wizards, you know, there's a lot of splitting time at the bigs. And you've got, you know, the the Napier and Jerome Robinson thing to watch. You know, I'm a big Napier guy. Uh, if Robinson sits again, he's going to make my lineup. Uh, if Robinson plays, then I'm not going to utilize him just because of the usage split, minutes split. But, uh, you know, I think he could crush it. I would have no problem if if, he's, if uh, Robinson sits to, to roll Peyton against uh, uh, Napier in this game with Beal, I think you could have a, a monster stack with those guys that could get you out to a, a really quick start and uh, in, in on those leaderboards right away. So um, other than that, the, the secondary guys from the Wizards, Hashimura is very inconsistent. Mo, Mo Wagner, same thing. You know, they, they can have some decent games. Um, but uh, after that, I, I don't think I'm going any other Wizards. Okay, we move to an 8 o'clock slot now, and we've got four 8 o'clock games. So that's uh, you know going to be interesting to have those six games right in the heart of those uh, at the same time. It's going to be a fun basketball night for sure. Um, the, eight, the first 8 o'clock game is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are a three-and-a-half-point favorite which isn't much and it's the second lowest total at 216 and you've got 110 implied for the Bulls 106 and a half for uh, Cleveland Um, you know one of my favorite uh, angles in the entire year is attacking the Cavaliers backcourt and uh, you know we've there's so much injury news with the Bulls it's not even funny with, you know, Dunn being out, Ransky dinged. So my first pillar for sure is Kobe. I think Kobe White's a a pillar play against Cleveland. I don't see how you don't roster him all over the place with Levine out. I mean, he literally could take 25 to 28 shots. That's how much I think he'll be pulling the trigger. Um, You also have a couple other options on the Bulls you can look at with – Thaddeus Young, uh, Porter's back and starting to get minutes, a little bit more minutes, as well as Carter. So all possibilities there, but I think Kobe's probably going to be a very highly owned young man this evening, and deservedly so. Um, On the Cleveland side, Sexton has certainly turned it up since Garland's been injured. Uh, He is an option. Uh, I know everybody's enjoyed dumpster diving, sort of, for the Jetty Osmonds and such, uh, and Larry Nance has had some good games, but you know we got to watch the news all the way up to lock with the whole Drummond, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Larry Nance. That whole front line has been taking turns, one or two guys sitting out each night, and you got to really follow that because you can get some strong value uh, in that front court if. Multiple guys are sitting. However, if they're all playing, uh, you you want to run from from all those guys for sure because a split um, split usage in a game like this with a low total and not the greatest pace uh, and the Bulls are mid level defensively. I would uh, I'd run the other way if if they all play. So. Uh, definitely keep an eye on this game. It, you, could, you could pull two, three guys out of this game. It can really help you uh, in the long run. Okay, the second 8 o'clock game happens to be the the biggest total on the board at a really healthy 247. So we're getting up there. When you're talking 247, I mean, that's that's an attention grabber. Uh, the second highest total on the board for the whole Uh, slate is 232. So we're actually looking at a game here that is 15 point higher total than any other game on the board. You got to look at it big time. I mean, it's going to be the dominant game owned by people and by rights it should be. You've got uh, two teams playing super fast and uh, not defending all that great and there's some just some great usage to go around for both of these teams Um, that 247 total breaks up like this would you believe if i told you houston was implied at 130 i don't know if i've seen a 130 this year I, i i cannot recall that may be the biggest number for an implied total for one team that i've seen this season um, the Timberwolves, a decent 117 and a half, but you know you've got the Rockets at a 12 and a half point favorite at home. So the the million dollar question is: Does Houston blow them out? And if you stack this game, does it sting you? Well, I mean you take that, that possibility for sure. To, it could happen, uh, but I don't think it stings you as bad with uh, certainly with uh, Houston as it would Minnesota. Houston. Is uh, Dantoni proofed, I guess he plays those guys if they're up 36. I've seen him play, I've seen Westbrook and Harden on the floor. In fact, the one game Westbrook got thrown out of, they were up like 32 with three and a half minutes left. So, you know, he generally is going to play his guys, it's just that's what he does. Minnesota, on the other hand, will rotate out if they're getting their their backside handed to them, and you know, that would hurt. Uh, the guys like D'Angelo Russell and uh, McHale... Uh, Be- I can't say it. Beasley. Beasley uh, Mikhail Beasley's uh, ownership. A little bit because of that concern. But those guys are playing... Malik is what I'm trying to say. Malik Beasley. Um, he has been great since they traded him. So you got to still look at both of those guys. Uh, certainly can take a look at Nas Reed. Uh, you know, he's in play. He's uh, really stepping up recently, and obviously Houston plays the small ball lineup, so he should be able to get some power stuff inside, along with James Johnson as well. So, all to be considered, all rosterable, and in a game like this, you know, if it does stay close, I mean, this could be a takedown game for sure for the entire slate. On the Rocket side, you know, how do you decide between Harden and Westbrook? I mean, Let's go through this every day. It's either Harden-Westbrook or do you take Davis and LeBron when they're playing? And yeah, they're on this slate too. So we're going to have that big question coming up. And then you've got the other late game with the Kawhi versus Paul George question. So this is one tough-ass slate, man. I am so fired up for this slate because there's so many decisions. Nobody's going to be just dead chalk everybody's going to take a stance in different places all over the board and uh you know it's going to take some serious shuffling to figure out you know i guarantee you a lot of people go stars and scrubs because when when you got all the big dudes in this game especially if some of those questionable guys get ruled in uh you know you're going to see four studs and four scrubs with maybe one in mid-price guy on on Fanduel and uh, you know the four-four split most likely on DraftKings. Now, you know to be contrarian there. If you want to try to stay away from those ten thousand plus guys and eleven thousand plus, and build, you can build a really good mid-price seven-eight grand team uh... that's that's terrific as well. So there's a lot of different strategies that go into this slate today, and a lot of news that's going to precipitate that. So. Gotta follow it close. Gotta follow it through. Uh, obviously, Harden and Westbrook are great plays in this game with bad defense and up paced uh, I'd love to play both of them. Really, I mean, it's going to be uh, fantastic if you you know you. I think you got to get one of them in there. It's just too good of a spot. Um, you could also consider Robert Covington. He's been steady as a rock. Uh, sort of playing like a forward, center, point. Uh, defensive specialist, three-point guy. I don't know. He's taking all kinds of roles, but he's playing big minutes and he's been effective. So you can, you know, his price is still decent enough that you can uh, definitely fit him in there. Um, I think everybody else is somewhat of a reach. We don't know if Gordon's going to play, but generally that usage just goes back to Harden and Westbrook. So uh, I think that's where you want to go with that one. Um, the third eight o'clock game, much less exciting to me. But I know there are some diamonds in this one, too. It's the Orlando Magic at the Memphis Grizzlies. It is a uh, Grizzlies 2.5-point home favorite. And the uh, the totals 220. 111 for the Grizz, 109 for Orlando. So this should be a co- close game. But you have a disparity in, in uh, styles here. The Grizzlies play fast. The Magic play slow. The Grizzlies don't defend very well. They're middle of the pack. Or they're okay, a little bit below middle of the pack. And Orlando's pretty pretty solid. They're uh, a top-ten uh, type of defense. So, you know, do you pick out the guys here as Jaw, Joe Val, you know, Dylan Brooks? I'm not personally going to be on the Grizzlies because I respect Orlando's defense. Um, you know, with uh, Vuk, you know, it's the whole Vuk versus joe val's a little bit of spider-man versus spider-man kind of vibe to it i think they may cancel each other out a little bit and not neither one of them have a terrific game and Vuk is really priced up so i mean if you're going to take him, you got to have some serious confidence he's going to get it done um gordon you know is a little inconsistent The backcourts, you know, you're getting minutes from D.J. Augustine and Fultz and Michael Carter-Williams. There's a lot of shared time there. Fournier's been hurt, and, you know, that usage has gone a little bit to Vuk uh, and across the board. So keep your eye on this game. I'm not going to spend much time on it because I just really don't like it. I don't like the feel of this game, uh, and I'm not going to go there at all personally in, in my builds. But, you know, depending on some news, follow it. It's not a terrible uh, total at 220, and there are a few playable pieces, but I would not focus on this as one of the key games. Okay, the last 8 o'clock game is the Dallas Mavericks at the San Antonio Spurs. That's always a good rivalry game that's usually close. The Mavs are a four-point road favorite, which isn't a surprise because the Spurs have been pretty bad and they don't defend well. But Luca is questionable. So it's interesting without Luka if he doesn't play and then Curry's out and a couple other guys questionable. You know, if if the bottom line is this if Luca plays, he's certainly in play against the Spurs. You know, they uh are not good defensively. They've been in the bottom five all year. DeJounte Murray was their best on the ball defender and he's out for quite some time. So Luka's massively in play if he plays. You know, it's a wrist soreness. So if he's good enough to go, he's going to go as regular a lot, and it's not going to be like, you know, an ankle or a knee. So Lucas certainly in play against the Spurs, I think a terrific play. He crushed it for me in this last game, uh, I think close to 70 fantasy points, and the beauty of it was um, he was between 12 and 19 percent owned uh, in my contest, which was his lowest ownership of the year because everybody flooded to Porzingis who was player of the week last week and he is playing fantastic but he had a very poor game this last go around. I think he, he will rebound in this game and play better so Porzingis is definitely an option. If Lucas sits You just got to plug and play Porzingis like it's not even a question. I mean, he's got to be one of the higher-owned guys on the slate if Luca sits, and deservedly so. His usage goes way up with Luca being down, and uh, he has been playing good ball. He really has. So that all depends on that news. I don't believe any of the ancillary players for the Mavericks are really worth rostering. There's a little bit too much rotation and uh, unknown with the minutes on a slate this size to, to gamble that way. For the Spurs, certainly DeRozan is in play. You know, he's been uh, very solid uh, and consistent. I think that he is, it can be dangerous for sure. Um, after that, though, I just, I don't have faith in, in the Spurs uh, there. You know, you never know. One night it's Rudy Gay, one night it's Patty Mills, one night it's Forbes, one night it's uh, White. So, you know, if you have a feel or can dig deeper on some stats to find something that, you know, lights your fuse to play some Spurs, then go for it. But I just don't like the way things are spread out amongst that team. You never know what kind of lineup Pop's going to go with. I mean, everybody always falls for Pop's shenanigans. I remember the night Eubanks was pretty highly owned. Then everybody was on the Pirtle bandwagon the one game. I think he was the second highest guy owned on the slate and played 12 minutes for a whopping six fantasy points. The bottom line is that don't trust Pop, don't trust his rotation, and just steer clear from them because they can bust your lineup faster than anybody in the league is the Spurs. It's just flat that simple. Um, Okay, three games left, the three late games. We got a 10 o'clocker. The Phoenix Suns at the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers are minus 4.5. It's a 232.5 total. So that has moved up a half a point. Uh, they are the second highest total on the board. Uh, interesting game here. Definitely going to be some scoring. There's no doubt about it. Portland is a 118.5 implied and Phoenix 114. Uh, you know, you've got your usual suspects here. You know, you got to look straight at Dame and CJ. Uh, they they could easily fill it up against a, a Suns backcourt defense that is not that great, um, so they're in major consideration. I'm not high on, um, you know, Carmelo. He's just been a little uh, hit or miss, so I don't know if you want to go there. Whiteside's certainly in play, especially with uh, eight and out if he misses. For sure, then then Whiteside can put up some monster numbers in a game with decent pace and not strong defense. So Whiteside Whiteside is firmly in play as one of the the definite guys that you can own at center. And then on the Phoenix side, you know, do you ride with this you know Aaron Baines scenario? I mean, one of the most incredible. I'll just say it right now. I think the most incredible line of any player this season was the line of Baines two games ago when he went for 37 with nine threes and tore up and broke the slate. Uh, nobody on earth saw that coming. I mean, he had been playing very limited minutes uh, backing up eight. And in fact, he even had a, a DNP coach's decision. So amazing. He's come out. Uh, shout out to our Aussies. I always shout, shout them out. And, you know, Baines is is one of the leading dudes for that squad. So, you know, Baines has to be in play. I mean, you know, you've got Whiteside who, yes, he's a shot blocker. Uh, Yes, he's, uh, you know, a lot of things that can deter stuff in the paint. But with Baines bombing threes and stretching the court, you know, who you never think you you know two years ago, if you'd have told me Baines could make nine threes in a game, even a year ago, I would have said you were crazy. But you know, he's got the game right now that is creating trouble for centers that that really roam in the paint. And uh, Whiteside is one of those guys, man. You got to pull him out of there with a meat hook to get him out of the paint sometimes. So. Baines is going to get some looks, and he is definitely playable. His price is adjusted, but still not to where it probably should be uh, with him playing starting center minutes with eight and out. So let's follow the news there. Let's keep a close eye on it. Certainly Booker's in play. I mean, you know, he's one of the best scorers in the league, hands down, bar none. And, you know, he's playing against a Portland backcourt that does not defend well at all um you know neither dame or uh cj defend well and then uh simons is ranked dead last right now in uh, defense by guards in the nba so it goes to show you that is definitely there portland's trying to to reach uh cleveland territory with poor backcourt defense now they haven't quite got there yet but they are working on it um so you know booker definitely in play I don't blame you if you want to dial up Rubio as well. You know, he's also capable of, you know, uh, big numbers in the assist, uh, you know, side of things, and he can throw up some big scoring games from time to time as well. So that's going to be a great game. I think you'll see a lot of people uh, gravitate to, you know, stacking a few in that Minnesota Houston game and stacking a few in that Phoenix Portland game. I do expect those two. Even though you know, not just because they're the two highest totals, but the way the games uh, play out, I think those will be the two highest owned games. Um, so, all right, let's move. We got two late night sweat games, two 10:30 starts. Both uh, going to get a lot of interest from a lot of people, but both with a lot of question marks. Without question, uh, you've got Brooklyn against the Lakers, and it's a 10 point spread for the Lakers. It's a 221 and a half total. 116 implied for the Lakers, 105 and a half for the Nets. Uh, you know, you've got the Nets on this West Coast road trip. It's pretty much been the Dinwiddie and Lavert show throughout. Um, you know, I'm not as high on Dinwiddie in this game because I love the Lakers guard defenders, you know, between uh, Bradley and Green, uh, amongst others. They're just really good defensively on scoring, really archetype, Type guards like um Mr. Dinwiddie. So I'm not going to go that direction. <clears throat> I think Karis LeVert remains in play though. Um especially in the fact that his usage has just gone through the roof recently. Um and and he's done uh, a pretty steady job. I mean, he really has. His price has gone up, but you know, he's been consistently uh taking his game to another level. They just took that game off the board as I'm looking at it. So they must, let me check back and see if there is, here you go, live on the on the spot news. Let's see if that means LeBron James. Nope, he's still, uh, unless it hasn't caught up, I'm going to refresh. Because usually when they take a game down completely off the board, it's because somebody's been ruled in or out. Well, this still has LeBron 50-50 questionable. So, Keep a very close eye because I've got a feeling very shortly that something else is going to adjust in that game because something definitely uh, made that game swing. So anyway, Lavert stays in play. DeAndre Jordan's been playing fantastic since he got uh, put into the starting lineup. You know, There's a lot of rumors that part of the reason Atkinson was let go with the Nets was because he insisted on playing Allen over DeAndre and there was some backlash from Kyrie and um KD but you know who knows what to believe you know that that could be complete baloney uh, or it could be uh it could be true so uh oh guess what we see why that that line was taken down Mr. James just jumped up to probable at 75% so ding 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 live first to hear it right here so that does you know change thing at right on time as we're getting to the Lakers side of the ball. Um, certainly, Le- LeBron and Davis are in play. Um, you know, it, let's face it: if you take a Hardner Westbrook and take one of those, and you take either LeBron or Anthony Davis, and you start your team with those two guys, whichever two of the four you decide, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Those two guys are awesome or I'm sorry those four players are going to get your big numbers most of the time. Now the question on this game is is it going to blow out? It certainly could with LeBron playing more than likely now uh in Brooklyn on a long road trip. If this game blows out, uh without question the Lakers guys get rested. So there's a there's a huge uh you know, huge red flag there if it happens. But, you know, let's look at it the other direction which sometimes is valid. Why does it blow out? Well, because probably either LeBron or Davis or both went, you know, bananas. So you got to consider the possibility uh, of those guys doing well, but you also have to worry about uh, if that game uh, ends up blowing out. And it's, it's just floated up to a 10-point spread now uh, with LeBron being uh, probable, and I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't drift up a little bit further. So you know, I'd, I'd say big boys in this one if you can fit them and where you can fit them, and then uh, on down the road. Okay, last game, Ten, another 10:30 game. So we got the double, like I say, uh, late night hammer. It's the Clippers and Warriors. Uh, right now, the Clippers are a big 11 and a half point road favorites at Golden State. It's a 226 and a half total, third highest on the board. 119 implied for the Clippers, 107 and a half for the Warriors, and you got the same dilemma as the last game. Does this game blow out? If the Clippers blow them out, uh, you know, obviously Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard are not going to get their normal run. Uh, if they get their normal run and stays close, both of those guys could absolutely smash the slate. Uh, if it blows out then, you know, you're going to be spending a lot of salary on guys that are going to, you're going to watch sit like the entire fourth quarter. So risk there. It's a risk-reward situation. If you feel like there's some way the Warriors can keep this game close, then you got to roll some of these guys out there. Uh, if not, then it's a good game to avoid. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said about having a big lead going into the late game and just rooting for the guys not to blow it up. Uh, but there's also a lot to be said about going into the late game and being real close, uh, but not quite there yet, but having a, a guy you can count on. So, you know, like everything else in DFS, it can cut both ways, so you got to really, really watch it close. Um, on the Golden State side, you know, we know that Draymond's not sitting, so you can get some really solid, fairly cheap to mid-price guys you know they've really helped me get some winning slates you know i'll never not uh, look at damian lee he's been one of my highest owned guys this year because he's just gonna play his tail off every time he's on the floor uh, eric paschal certainly deserves a look uh, pool as well um you know marquise chris has played very good basketball he really has uh since they re-signed him so i think all those guys are in play Uh, they have a tendency to be a little bit more blowout proof as well. Uh, a lot of times curl, keep those young folks in there. And then, uh, we need the news on Curry. I did not see the news there. Uh, and we, we need to find that out because that affects everything. You know, if Curry plays, I'm not going to play him because I know he's going to get some serious Clippers defense of Pat Bev and George and all those guys. However, it it's gonna definitely take some usage and stuff away from the the Warriors players that I mentioned. So let's keep an eye on that news uh, and and see if you know who we can filter in. Um, you know, but both of these games are playable, you know, decent totals for sure, good players. And uh, you know, I, I think it's definitely a game, uh, a slate where, you don't want to overstack. i think if you can cherry pick the the strong players from across these 18 teams and there's a lot of good ones and a lot of playable uh you know games i think you can come out a big winner so that is it that is nine games did not even take a sip of my drink here to uh just fire through it because i want to get this out there to you guys and I want you to be able to uh, jump on board with us at DFS Coach Talk. So that is it. Um, we, you can be listen to this uh, in front of the paywall seven days a week, wherever podcasts are heard. Uh, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. Please, we ask you to take 15 to 20 seconds. That's what we figured out is the average to... Rate, review, subscribe, click the like button, thumbs up it, give it a quick five stars, you know, a little comment even, that's maybe a few more seconds, but if you can do those things, it really, really helps us uh, move up, you know, when people are searching for a show to listen to, uh, it helps us get some more exposure, so we really appreciate that, and you know, we're there for everybody, you know, we're certainly focused on our members, they are. going to get extremely special attention and focus and lineups and everything that goes with it but these podcasts are important as well we made a commitment to each other to do these so that people out there that want to build some lineups can get some good ideas and thoughts and and really helps them uh listening every day to try to to build some winning lineups so we still want to do that every day and we will continue to do that um, we also want to give a quick shout out to our uh, where we recommend, if you're going to donate or if you're in a giving mood to go to mambaon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. It is a wonderful charity that was set up uh, you know, to help those families that have survived that terrible uh, incident with Kobe. So, uh, you know, we have the Mamba mentality here and we don't throw it around lightly. You know, we launched DFS Coach Talk really encouraged by, you know, the way Kobe attacked everything in this world, which was 110%, literally. And We want to do the same thing, and we are. And the announcement I made at the beginning of this podcast about our pricing, I think, is the best in the industry. I think you're going to get some of the best pros. I know you're going to get some of the best winning lineups. And we're going to crush it, and we're going to continue to grow. And I just encourage everybody to join in. You know, as we start to really grow, I'm going to be looking to limit how many members Uh, that we can get in there that are going to get those lineups because, you know, we want to keep it uh, somewhat exclusive. But, uh, you know, we have a ways to go to get there. So take advantage of this early on and and jump in. And uh, we would love to have you. I I guarantee you once you're in there, um, I think, you know, this first group of foundational members, uh, I I don't think we've lost one. Uh, We're having so much fun and we're winning. And winning is always a good way to, to solve a lot of things. And uh, it's great stuff. So please join in, and, and uh, we look forward to seeing you there. So that is it. Thank you for joining me for this DFS Coach Talk podcast. For my fellow NBA pros, uh, Andrew Hansen and Mike Patria. I'm Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS. way to dribble up and down the court just like I'm the king on the microphone so it's Dr. J hit Moses Malone. I like slam dunes and taking it to the home. My favorite play is the alley. Ooh, I like the pick and roll. I like to give and go because it's basketball but Mr. Curtis. Yeah, flow.